Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Man, I'm Hello. so excited to be here. Uh, I'm here with the, the one and only, there's no one like her anywhere, especially in America, mm, Hannah. Back again. Back again. <laughs> uh, back again. Um, we were just talking a few seconds ago about how my laptop is falling apart. Um, the screen is separating from the keyboard, and so um, oh, if we go off script today, it's how it goes. It's gonna, yeah. The Holy Spirit will lead. And uh, we will trust in the Lord with, with all our hearts and with all of the podcast as well. How you doing, Hannah? I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm a little tired, a little hungry. Oh my gosh. here, ready to film, ready to... Yeah, I haven't actually eaten today yet. Neither have I. Maybe we should take a quick break. Grab a snack. Yeah, we'll <laughs> be back in a second. You guys hold on. Take two. <laughs> and we're back. Okay, we just got some goldfish and went... <laughs> ready to dive into Romans. Yeah, we were supposed to, I'm kind of bummed today, because we were supposed to have my brother mm. and your husband Wonderful on husband. the podcast. And shout so, out to Sam shout out and to, Freddie. Whoop. Love him. S-A-M. That's his like thing. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so if Sam, you're listening to this podcast, we miss you and, and we love you and uh, we'll get you on here eventually. Go pass that CPR recertification. I guess it's time to get into it. Oh, sure. Maybe yeah. we should actually get into the podcast. I guess we should get into the text lab. All right, let's do the All intro. Right. Okay. <laughs> this is a text lab where every single week we do a deep dive into the text. I hope you prepare for your life group this week. And our goal is simple. It's to help you be a disciple who makes disciples. So whether you're leading a life group or you're just trying to do some deep diving on your own, our hope is that the text lab would help you have a meaningful study, reflection, and conversation about what God has said in his word. Come mm. on, man. I'm excited for the text today. This is one of my favorite pieces of scripture. Uh, we've waited a long time. You've been with us. We've been in Romans for a second, but we've waited for the gospel, man. Yep. And finally, we are here. We're in the gospel. And we are going to be in Romans 8, 1 through 4. I'm going to read it for us. There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Mm, that is so good. The very first verse, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. A lot of people know that verse. We're going to dive more into it a little bit later. But right now, let's do a bit of a recap of Romans. So who's writing this? We got our guy, Paul. And Come on, tell Paul me about was, Paul. Paul, let me tell you, was a Pharisee. Yes, he was. And he was saved on the road to Damascus and now has dedicated his entire life to make disciples that make disciples. Oh, I have something here. Ooh, okay. Okay. If you want to do uh, all-star Christian stuff for your life group this week, take them to 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. Um, <clears throat> it's a, uh, it's another, obviously another book of the Bible, but another mm. letter written from Paul to Timothy. And there you're going to see four generations of disciples displayed there. Mm. Uh, it basically talks about how Paul is encouraging Timothy, which is his like son in the faith, to then go and trust the gospel to faithful men who are going to teach it to others. And so you have Paul to Timothy, to faithful men, to others. Now I'm done. Back to you, Hannah. That was beautiful. Thanks. So he's not writing to Timothy in this one. He's writing to the Church of Philippi. Right. Um, and Romans so far, chapters one through four, 
pretty much explains why we need the gospel. And that is like, an, it's not a one, it's not a maybe you need, it's like you need the gospel. Um, and he says things like in Romans 1, 20, 21, he says, so they are without excuse. No excuse for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Yeah. And this is who he's talking about. He's talking about mankind here. Mm -hmm. He's trying to lay that foundation of like, we all have the law written on our hearts. Um, Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. And I love that he also says he's not just like um, singling people out. Like he's saying for all have sinned, for all have shortened. He um, himself as well. Yeah. He himself, um, he's basically making it just extremely clear that we need a savior in our lives. And now in chapters five through eight, we see the gospel. Yeah, here we are. We see the blessings that the gospel gives us. And Paul is really cool here because he is not just giving us the gospel. He's also demonstrating all the benefits of the gospel, of Mm -hmm. why the gospel is so amazing and so good, which is going to be vital as we dive into the later chapters of Roman, where he talks about what uh, the fruits of being Christian looks like. Mm. And so (laughs) that's such a Christian thing to do. Like everyone's just talking, mm. mm. you Amen. hear in the sermon, like Drew says something good. Mm. Mm. Based like, on the amount of grunts you hear, <laughs> that's how good the thing, that's how you know the spirit's moving. You the mm's. Okay. Anyways, back to what we're doing. Okay. So we're talking about Romans five to eight and he's breaking us up into sections here. So five to eight, we're talking about the blessings of the gospel. What does Paul say in, in chapters five to eight about the gospel? He says that the gospel brings peace, righteousness, and joy. In chapter 5, 12 to 21, he talks about how the gospel allows us to escape the consequences of sin because it's laid upon Jesus instead of us. In chapter 6, 1 to 23, he talks about how the gospel frees us from the slavery to sin, how the gospel frees us from the slavery to law. And now here we are in 8, 1 through 39, he's talking about how the gospel actually offers us a righteous life through the spirit. Mm -hmm. He offers us ultimate victory over sin and over death because it no longer holds us. This is cool. I think it's important for you guys as life group leaders, as we're thinking about writing the podcast to help break up Romans into these sections Mm -hmm. because it's, it's, it allows us to conceptualize where we've been and where we're going so that we don't take any verses out of context, but we understand the meaning and kind of get ourselves into the brain of Paul of like, what is he trying to do? Because really what he's doing is writing an argumentative essay full of like, yeah. of a, of a, I guess, exhaustive theology from beginning to end of, of what it means to be a Christian and what it means to love Jesus now. So as we dive in last week, Jen was here. She shared a beautiful story from her own, her own past. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, make sure you check that out. But we talked about a tricky text last week. We talked about Romans seven thirteen to 24, and there's a few different positions that people take on it on who the quote-unquote I is that Paul is talking about. Um, but we landed ultimately on how Paul is really talking about a, a Pharisaical position, a Pharisee position, where someone says, yeah, I believe in Jesus, but I think there's still duty. I think there's still obligation. I think I still need to earn a little bit of my own uh, righteousness before God. There, there's this standing there. And if that doesn't make any sense to you at all, <laughs> make sure you check out the, the last week's episode. But this week where he's building off of that idea in Romans 8. We're hitting the text that I think if we all truly grasped at a deeper and deeper level each day, um, our lives, our marriages, our relationships, our interactions with life group members, it would all change. And, and here's why. I think Paul is saying here that there's 
not only no longer condemnation, but that condemnation means there's no longer guilt. Mm-hmm. There's no longer shame. There's no longer um, disappointment from others or people pleasing. Um, our jobs, our family life, our ministry, and our group leading, everything we do is changed by a position. Our, there's a positional shift before God. And we're now living in this place of freedom because there's no longer any people pleasing. There's no worry about being enough any worry about performing for something. This is the freedom that Paul has been talking about this whole time because through Jesus, we're actually unable to fulfill the law. But Jesus gives us his righteousness and his worthiness. And this is why we as a church at Venus Christ, we talk so much about being desperate and dependent. It's why mm. we have those shirts, so whatever. We talk about it every Sunday because this is the gospel. This is core to understanding of who we are as, as Christ followers is that we didn't do it. Yeah. We didn't save ourselves. We actually, Mm -hmm. like, if we got what we deserved, we would deserve eternal separation. We would deserve hell, which is such a hard truth to understand. It's a hard truth to give to yet to believe as well. Um, But it's core and it's actually the truth. And the truth does set us free in that. But it's that we were desperate. We were dependent. We we are unable to save ourselves. Yeah. And that's so good. Um, I know I have quite a few, like, yet to believe friends. It's kind of scary talking about... um, like what, like a relationship with God, um, a life without it can mean this, this, this. I think that's something important to um, try and navigate when talking to people who are yet to believe. Um, just making it so abundantly clear that this amazing free gift that God gives us, that's what it's free. Like he's wanting so badly to have a relationship with each one of us. Um, so talking more specifically about what um, this does for the people in Rome right now, like right. specifically, um, we'll get more into like applying it to our life groups. But back then, their whole culture was an honor-based culture. Mm. So people would boast in their positions when it's um, where they're talking about like how many slaves they have, how much money they have, how much power they have. Um, it was seen as like admirable to boast in mm. how amazing you are. Um, there was a clear separation between slaves free people, Roman officials, um, and all the way up to the Senate. Like people are put into groups based on worth and power. Um, so how they would receive this, uh, like reading uh, Paul's writings is right alongside the Galatians 3.28 verse from Paul that says, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor there is male or female for all are one in Christ Jesus. I would love to be on a, like a fly on the wall when <laughs> the Romans are reading this. They're like, wait, I'm sorry, what? What the like the playing field is leveled. What yeah. they pride themselves on in their entire society, it just got flipped upside down. There's no more honor-based comparisons, which means freedom for them living as a child of God. And as amazing as like this new. Um, like way of doing life is, I still find myself um, living in that on a sort of based culture where I I do pride myself on how much money I have, how amazing my marriage is, how many times I read the Bible and pray to God and say grace and mm-hmm. all that. And mm-hmm. remembering that it's not about works as easy as it is and how hard it is to not pride yourself on that. It's not about works. God doesn't care how many um, times you say grace, how many, um, or like the checklist sort of things that yeah. make you like a quote unquote good Christian. Like God 
cares about your relationship with him, your personal relationship with him. And even though I still find myself doing that, it's something that is really good to communicate to um, not just yet to be, but people in your life group that it's about that relationship and the playing field really is leveled now. Dude, that's so good. And like, there's so much to impact there with like works and understanding what God actually cares about because he cares so often, like he says it so often in, in the gospel, in the gospels of just like, I care about your heart. I don't mm-hmm. care about like, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Like I, I want your heart. I want a relationship with you. I want you um, to live the life that I've designed you to live. Uh, he cares about a different thing, but I am right alongside you with that. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, okay, well, how many people do I have in my life group yeah. compared to other people? How many, like, it can even get into ministry. Like, I, you know, you compare yourself to other things. You use metrics that don't actually matter, um, and you're just like, comparing yourself to others. There's that people pleasing yep. thing that's going to be a part of, 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 of everything. You know, there's that comparison. Um, and I think really where, where my heart is getting hit with this text, I really just need to write this text in gigantic letters on my wall. Yep. <laughs> you know, like there's no, therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And that in Christ Jesus is so massive because mm-hmm. if if the verse ended with there's therefore now no condemnation period it's like th- that's not what we believe yeah there's actually no condemnation because we're in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. because we are held in like Jesus protects he held, he holds us he has chosen us before the creation of the world he has um in Isaiah there's this beautiful verse of like he has taught us how to walk he has been, he has named us he is um mm beautifully and wonderfully made us. He has knit us together in our mother's womb. He's been with us while we were in sin. He's been with us in our salvation and now in our spiritual walks. Um, It has always and forever been God showing up as gracious, God showing up as love, God showing up as the comforter and the redeemer. Mm -hmm. That word redeemer is so massive as we understand Romans because we need redeeming from our sin. We can't do it. Yeah, shame is something that everyone struggles with and mm. one of the biggest struggles that I've had in my life. And the fact that God just comes alongside you like with like a blanket, puts it over you yeah. and says like, it's okay. Like all the things that you've done, all the things that you um, now because of those things see yourself as less than, mm-hmm. like those are washed away. And for someone as good as God just to say, like, I love you, despite all of those things, mm-hmm. I have given my son for you because I love you that much. It's still like a crazy concept that that you're we weren't worthy enough to deserve that. Mm-hmm. But God gave it to us all the same. Yeah. And looking at Paul's argument throughout Romans is he's talking about the law and how like how vital the law is, how good, holy, righteous, like the law actually is. But the fact that we actually could never fulfill it, Mm. we could never fulfill it and we could never like do it perfectly. We could never do this life perfectly, but Jesus, like this is the the beauty of the gospel that we just like, man, we're going to preach the gospel every time on the podcast. Like I feel like the last few weeks we've just been hitting gospel, gospel, God, like, Mm. come on, like, but that's what we need. Like, we just need more of that simplicity of the gospel of just saying, no, we are desperate dependent. We're, de- we're depraved. We need someone to redeem us. And God is that redeemer. And as we're talking about this, really, 
our number one value as a church, man, is joy. Like more mm. joy. There's more joy in Jesus than anything else this world has to offer. Because when we actually understand the gospel, when we actually understand the gospel, it makes us happy. Yeah. It makes us actually rejoice with a genuine soul um, overflowing fountain of life that Proverbs is talking about. It makes us rejoice with this joy that's inexpressible because it's like, oh my gosh. Like Drew says this so often. He said, like, he refers back to this story of a youth group thing of this kid saying, I finally get the gospel. Holy crap. I, like God is holy and I'm crap. <laughs> like, holy crap. I don't understand that you could do this for me, that, that I'm so unworthy, but you make me worthy. Now. Mm-hmm. You make me worthy. Um, Man, yeah. okay, so huge like dump of joy there, dump of ah, the gospel there. It's really good to so talk good. about. I, I'm getting fired up talking about it. I'm ready to go into my work day now. Come, come on, let's go. Um, <laughs> really, what I want to hit here for life groups and for this is, does this text actually make us happy? Mm-hmm. Does this text actually cause cause joy in us? And I don't want to be um, condemning to use the the scripture of like if you're not happy, if you're not joyful about this text, then what's wrong with you? But it's like. There's something there of if we actually understand the gospel, we should feel that joy. And I think sometimes joy can be misunderstood as like, are you on a roller coaster type of happy? Are you Mm -hmm. laughing type of happy? But that isn't always joy. Joy can look like mourning. Joy can look like, um, you know, being in the diagnosis and and being in the hard things. And tears can actually be mourning or tears can actually be joy in in a lot of circumstances. Um, Yeah. So if you're feeling, if you're not feeling like this, overwhelming like sense of joy like it's okay like even me reading this verse saying there's no condemnation in christ jesus i honestly sometimes just get like i i don't deserve that like i i don't know like how i feel about that because i'm like i don't deserve it so it's this that shame like comes back Mm. because you're reminded um that there's so much that you're being forgiven of i don't know it's just like this like you uh, there's no condemnation, but you're still reminded of the things that you have done. Yeah. And it's just the enemy really <laughs> totally. creeps in there. Like yeah. I, I hear that verse too. And I think the, the, the response that I have is like, really? No, me? <laughs> there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What? Really? Like seriously? Nothing. That's like, there's no relationship on earth. Not with my mom or my dad or anyone else that I'm going to have that is similar to that of God that he yeah. has with me or that forgiveness. That, like no one's going to forgive me as many times as God has, has already forgiven me like past, mm. future, future and present, present sins. And so maybe in life group this week, it looks a lot of like understanding the gospel, just maybe giving a testimony, having someone from your life group, give a testimony. I think that's super powerful and it sets the mood for, for good spiritual conversation. And yeah. I think asking that core question too, of like, what is this text actually do in your soul like does this Mm -hmm. make you joyful and it's okay if it doesn't like that's fine uh what does it actually do because then each person in your life group can can receive something from the text it's not a right answer type of question yeah and just talk about it like with your life group have that open and like vulnerable um chance just to really talk about what's going on in your heart and ways that you can really dig into that is asking these three practical questions um in your life group this week number one how does our understanding of no longer being condemned affect our work days our relationships and engaging with the yet to believe it's really good the second one we have here for you is what sticks out to you specifically 
from these four verses. Mm. And then very last one, we touched on this a little bit, but where do you see shame in our culture? Yeah, hopefully these can spur on some good conversation. But again, do your own prep um, as you're like getting ready for life group. My mentor, Jason, I don't know why I say my mentor, Jason, the worship pastor, always like tells me to dig the well super deep that Mm -hmm. we as leaders need to dig the well deep so that we have stuff to draw from for our group. God has given us a great and honorable uh, responsibility to lead people in ministry, to lead your groups this week. And so um, spend that time with them, spend that extra time praying and asking for wisdom and discernment as you step into group this week. It's going to be vital. It's one of the best things that we can do. Your R1 uh, is most important, especially when, when shepherding people as a sheep who is following the chief shepherd. So I want to give a huge shout out, not just to Zach Surface for doing all his work, but also Hannah as she's been Hmm. setting up cameras and doing other things. And thanks for hopping on the the text lab today. It's always fun to have you. Uh, And so we will wrap up with you guys. We love you here. Whether you are working out at the gym, you're cleaning the house, mowing the lawn, whatever you do while you're listening to the podcast, we hope you feel equipped, encouraged, and ready to walk through the text with your group this week. And as always, do your prep, let the Spirit lead you, and know that you are one who is sent by God this week to your family, your school, your work, your coffee shop, to the gym and football practice. Wherever your Pray Watch community might be and wherever God invites you to go, where you are sent to be the living proof of our loving God. They're going to just think it's football. Like you, When I say football, I mean like soccer. Say it. Say it. Soccer. So- soccer. What is soccer <laughs> practice? <laughs> soccer. It's the most American accent I've ever heard. Okay. <laughs> we love you all, and we'll catch you next time on the Tech Lab. Bye.